I don't sleep well out of my bed. I mean, I like my bed, so I'm like, uh, I didn't come home, then I get right back on the plane and had to go get to my brother and, uh, and my sister-in-law to help them out. So uh, continue to pray for them. Uh, me and my brother actually had a conversation, which was great. Uh, now they had to put like a speech thing in them to, to do it. Uh, but we were able to talk over some stuff and he's mentally, he's 100%. Physically, it just needs to catch up. And uh, so we had a lot to talk about and, and uh, he pretty much vented the whole world on my shoulders. But uh, I thank God for the progress, but we need your continual prayer. Everybody say amen. So my brother sends his hey. And uh, we'll get there. Uh, I like summertime because I got these, we got two groups of people, right? Because I got a whole bunch of, uh, Pastor, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, I won't be there. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, go on vacation. I was telling my, my friend out in California, my pastor friend there, uh, uh, he was talking about his congregation, how people, I'm like, how do you vacation in California? It's always sunny. You know, you know, so in Michigan, though, we got a few months and we got to take advantage of it. So I like when people go on vacation and do your stuff. They'll be back. And, and so I got a lot of I'll be back. You know, I just want to make sure you were back. How are you going to make sure I'm back and you ain't even coming? You know, <laughs> but but so I'm back and, and we'll, we'll continue on. So I had to start. Now, you, you guys always I know you squirm when I do that. I, and I was. Uh, I was in California, and I was uh, out on this, this patio, and I was just kind of, you know, I don't know if I was praying, thinking, listening, or whatever, but I knew it was God because I began to get corrected about something. And what it was was I don't like talking about relationships. And so God goes, why, why did you shelf that? And I'm like, because I don't feel like talking about it. And he goes, yeah, I hear you. And I know why you don't feel like talking about it. But do you realize, don't hinder everyone. If you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to help my people, you got to be able to help them in every area. Amen. And I go, yeah, I know that. You know, but it's like, I don't feel like it. And, 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 it's, and it's not because I care what people think, because I got this gift. You know what my gift is? I don't, I don't give a crap. I really don't. I mean, I, that's really my gift. So it's like, it's not that. It was just that I took it myself and I shelved it. And then God says, all you know about relationship, you're going to hold on to that? And you're not going to help the people with that? And I went, okay. I'm going to talk about relationships for a while. Okay. Now, my first thought was, okay, in relationships, something that I have, something that I have mastered I, you, you would never hear me say I really mastered anything because I'm kind of like the jack of all trades and I've never mastered any of them. But, but and, and one thing I have mastered, I've mastered how to, how to forgive. All right. And trust me, God has put my forgiveness to the test, to the, to, to the 100th degree. And I mastered how to do it. But, and, and I realized in relationship, though, the first thing we have to think, and not just personal relationships, marriage, or anything like that. Think about society. In relationships, we always are told you shouldn't judge anybody. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, don't judge anybody. Everybody say amen to that. Yeah. But when I sat down and really looked at some, some verses, and I really did, you know, dug down deep into it, 
when we look at a word called judge, it means to really, it's, 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 when you look up a word, it's always like five definitions for that word, right? Right. So it's got a spectrum of meaning. So it's got a like, you know, it, it's got this one spectrum and on the other end it's this other spectrum. If you look at the word judge, on this spectrum it just means to evaluate. Uh-huh. It's kind of like saying, man, I, I, I thought I had enough rope, but I misjudged it. I needed a little more. You see what I'm saying? It means, it means that I cut that thing too short. I, I misjudged it. Right. I, eva- I didn't evaluate it well. Are you following me? Amen. So it means that to, to evaluate or discern something or, or to even criticize something. You know, that's like somebody saying, when your friend says, hey, how I look in this dress, what do you say? Nice. <laughs> if the butt is hanging out, you got to tell them. Hey, amen, somebody. If it's not fitting well, you got to say, oh, you need to take that off. You know, uh, and, and because why? Because I, I'm coming to you for your criticism uh-huh. for you to judge it. Right. And so if I look at the most famous pas- passage about judging, it, it's, it's got to be Matthew 7. Go to Matthew 7. And, and, and let me show you something. Let me show you what Jesus is talking about, and then I'll compare it to how we judge in the world. The Bible says, well, auntie, do not judge. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Don't judge, people. Don't you judge anybody, or you're going to be judged. Come on. For the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. It's saying if you do judge somebody, though, the judgment that, come, that you gave, you're going to get that back. People have come to me with some very bad mistakes in life, and I've never judged them. You know, another word for judge means to condemn. It means to 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 uh, uh, crush. It means to to to. Uh, how can I word it like God wants me to word? If we look at the Father, right? Psalm seventy-five, seven. Switch to that really quick, and we'll go back to Matthew. Psalm seventy-five, seven. Let me show you this. It is God who judges, who brings one down, and he exalts another. Yes. That word judge in that statement means God is the one who, who, who punishes. Uh-huh. He condemns. The Bible also says that God is coming back to destroy evil, to judge evil. Mm-hmm. See, one spectrum is to evaluate. One spectrum of, of judge is to evaluate, to criticize. The other one is to condemn, destroy. You following me now? Mm-hmm. So if we look at this and say, it's God who will judge and actually bring the earth down and bring all that evil down, and he will lift up another. And then, and then my, and mine went to Acts. Go to Acts 17, 31 really quick. I want you to read this for me. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. So God has set a day that he's going to judge the world. And he's going to judge the world based on what Jesus did. This man he has appointed, he's talking about Jesus. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising this man from the dead. So he's talking about Jesus. So God is saying, I'm going to, I got to do this slow. I'm going to judge the world based on what Jesus did and based on who accepts him or who doesn't. Right, right, right. 
Because Jesus did what? He took on all our sin. Everybody say amen. amen. So Jesus took the load for us. So God says, I'm going to use that, what he did, and I'm judging everybody when I come back. I, I will decide that day. Uh, God's the only one knows when judgment day is going to come. That's right. Everybody's predicted it, but God's the only one that knows. And the Bible says he comes in a time you think not. Right. This is a nice day. We're going to get out of here. People are going to go enjoy their day. He can come today because none of you are really thinking God's going to come back today. Right, right. In fact, all of you got plans. And it's like, so that's the day we have to be careful. That's the day he might come back. That's right. That's right. So he's saying, hey, I am going to judge, meaning punish the world. Now go back to Matthew. Let me show you something. Matthew 7 and 3. Go to 3. Go to 3. There you go. So look at this. And this says a lot to me. And this explained what I was thinking because I was a little mixed up going, okay, we can't judge, then we can't condemn, and we can't you know, criticize to, to, to death, and we can't. But you're saying we can evaluate and we can criticize because if we read further, Jesus criticized some people. Uh -huh. Jesus judged some people. Uh -huh. So I'm telling you that we can judge, but it's a way you have to do it. Right. Especially in relationships. Auntie, give me this. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? He's saying, listen. When you judge someone, you have to do it in this concept. When you get something in your eye, man, it hurts. Yes, it the worst feeling to me is getting something in my eye. Mm -hmm. And it's like when it gets in your eye, first thing you do is you squinch it, it's watering, you're, you're rubbing it, you're trying to get it out. And, you, and, and what does something in your eye do? It distorts your vision. You can't really see because something's in your eye, right? Right. So Jesus is saying, we need people to help us get it out. All right. Some will say, no, I don't need anybody's help. I'll just go to a mirror and get it out. Well, we got to remember when Jesus was talking, only people who had mirrors were rich people. No one had mirrors. They, what they would look at is some kind of reflection on some shiny object. Some people I read would just would just fix themselves by looking in water. Mm -hmm. Because no, only rich people had mirrors. Pharaoh probably had a mirror, but your average common farmer didn't have no mirror. Mm -hmm. So when something got in their eye, they needed someone to get it out. But it says, don't... When you go to get it out, you have to do it like getting something out of your eye. How do you do that? Very gently. Amen. If I got something in my eye and I'm like, man, help me get this out of my eye, and you come up with a shop vac, <laughs> I'll be like, wait a minute, get that out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> or you go, that's too much. Okay, let me get these pliers. What are you doing? <laughs> you need to get like a tissue. Everybody say amen. amen. And I'm not talking about no paper towel. I'm talking about tissue. We're going to do this very carefully. Get, help me get this out of my eye. Very carefully. Pull the lid down carefully because I can't see and it hurts. Take that tissue. Oh, I see it. I see it. And begin to get it out. But while you're getting it out, realize something. 
while you're, while you're, because what you're doing is you're evaluating me and you're criticizing me, not in a negative way. And I need that because my vision is distorted in that area. I can't see it. I can't see that I'm, 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 I'm aggravated. Mm-hmm. I can't see that I'm that I'm 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 I'm, I'm real, my temper's really quick lately. I can't see it, so I need you to get it out my eye. But when you do it, realize that your situation is much larger than mine. All right, all right. He says, "Get the speck out of my eye," but you got a big old plank in your eye when you're doing it. So this is what it's saying: You want me to judge you, because when I judge you, this is how I'm going to do it. Realizing. Oh, this little speck in your eye is nothing compared to what I got in my eye. All right. Your situation may not even be as, as, as big as, my situation might not be as big as yours. But yet still, we look at, that's because we look at sin that way. We look at situations that way. We, we think that, because the society says it, there's levels of, of, of things that are wrong, levels of sin. No, God just says sin is sin. That's right. Amen. So if you drink too much and you lie too much, it, I, I, it's, it's no big difference. That's right. See, see, society says this is really big, but that's not really that bad. So when someone does something that society says, man, that's kind of bad, but then realizing that when the Bible talks about what is really bad, God says your tongue is bad. Yes. Your your. Your tongue does so much evil. People who recognize your flaws, recognize the dust in your eye, but don't recognize their own stuff, he's got major problem with those. He's got a major problem with people who speak against people. He's got major problems with people who spread rumors against people. Uh-huh. He's got major problem with that. You would think he would have major problem with rape, murder, you know, cheating. Uh, uh, cheating people out of their money, that kind of stuff. And it's like he does have a problem with it, but he has a problem with all of it. But he says the tongue yes. really evil. commits murder. Yes. <coughs> what you say. So it's like when you get something in your eye, meaning this, man, you, your drive to succeed is really hurting your family. And then, but you can't see it because you're driven by the drive and something's in your eye. So I, I need you to help me get it out. But as I'm getting it out, I'm realizing, but I got my own problems too. I recognize yours, but mine is greater. All right. See, Jesus is saying you can evaluate, you can criticize, but you can't condemn and you can't punish. Right. So the world says that everything is okay. Have you noticed now, watching commercials, you're seeing, you're seeing more and more gay couples on television? Yes. Now, I'm always careful with this because I want people to really understand my stance on it. I don't have no problem with gay people. Amen. Put this on record, it can go out to the world. You know why? Because I don't think Jesus would hate them. Right? So I have no problem with homosexuals at all. I got no problem with, and, and I believe that there's still people. Everybody say amen. amen. And who am I to judge them? I'm not a homosexual, but I got a bad attitude. Amen. And I struggle with loving people. Amen. 
So, so I got, see, I got this plank in my own eye, so I can criticize it if someone says, hey, if a gay couple comes to me and say, Pastor, will you marry us? I'm going to go, no, not because I got something against you. Right. It's because I have to make a stand on the word or what am I doing here? Right, right, right. So now society is saying, though, this is the new norm, everybody, and don't you judge it. So society says that, that you should give love, love with no truth. Hmm. But the church is the other spectrum. The church says you should give true truth with no love. Because right. we're quick to throw people away and say how wrong they are. Oh, God doesn't, and we use God. God doesn't like that when actually you don't like that. Hallelujah, somebody, hallelujah. Try and do this slow so we'll get it. So it's like one says that we should love and accept everything with no truth in it, because that's judging. And then the other one says that, no, we should have true truth, but no love in it. And Jesus is saying that you can get the speck out of, out of in fact, I need you to help me get the speck out of my eye, but I need you to do it very carefully, very gently. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like you're trying to get this little speck of something out of my eye. So if you come up with a hammer and nails, mm-hmm. you're not going to touch my eye. Right. You better come up with Kleenex, hopefully with aloe vera. Not the cheap Kleenex you get. <laughs> I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the real good Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you ever met people who they're so in tune with everybody else doing wrong, but they never admit what they're doing wrong. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the they're so they're so engrossed in the speck in your eye. And when they got this, it's actually comedic when you got this big old plank hanging out of your eye that everyone else can see, but this little speck in mine, you're all over it. Mm-hmm. In relationship, think about it. Isn't that what we do? Mm-hmm. You do this and you do that and you don't do this and you always do that. Know what? You might be true. But think about it. As you're doing that, are you considering what you do? So here's the problem in a relationship. People who love each other can't really talk honestly. Can't talk honestly. Because if I really tell you how I feel, oh boy. So men lie. Oh, how my butt look in this dress? (laughs) (laughs) And he knows if he says, oh, that big old fat butt is not working in that. He's going to pay. Everybody say amen to that. And if the man just, 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 it's not together. Not, and the man is, 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 is he's no better. He, he's walking around with his shirt off. And the wife is going, <laughs> You think I need to lose a little bit? No, oh, I love you just the way you are, honey. <laughs> Knowing that if you tell him he does, and he know he does, that's why he's asking. We're going to have issues. See, we want truth, but not really. But let me tell you something. 
The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, not the peacekeepers. Right, right, right. Peacekeepers are cowards. Peacekeepers tear up uh, relationships. Let me tell you why. Because when, I, when I've talked to people in relationship, and then even in my own relationships, it's like you go, the person goes, well, I didn't know you felt that way. Well, I've always felt that way. Why didn't you say anything? Why are you saying it now when it's, it's trouble? Why are you saying now, saying it now when we're struggling? You should have told me back then. Right, amen. But I know what happened. You overlooked it, and maybe our love, and maybe your, your factuation, everything held you. But when that disappears, which is going to do in relationship, everybody say amen. Amen. Then you don't have that to hold you anymore, so now you're, you, you want to punish me. You, you want to be mean about it. You want to inflict pain. But when you, when, you, when you were loving me, you should have told me then. Mm-hmm. But see, so peacekeepers are cowards. But then here's the other spectrum. Those people who are so abrasive, just say whatever. Just have no sense of tact, whatever. I, oh, no, I don't like, oh, you always, just, it's like people are masters of putting people down. And they call it, well, I just speak my mind, I just tell the truth. It's like two spectrums. The one who never says anything, that causes problem. And the one who always saying something and says it any kind of way, and that causes problems. And Jesus is going, no, there's a way you should be able to talk to about this. You should get the speck out of one's eye. As long as you're considering the plank in yours and you do it very carefully. Right, right. That's really good Bible. Yes, it is. Auntie, come on. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? All right, come on. You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye. And then, and you, then you will see clearly. Uh-huh. How am I trying to get something out of your eye when something's in my eye? And we're both like, oh, something's in my eye. Well, something's in my eye. Well, get it out. I can't. I can't see. Right. <laughs> He's saying, look. Get that thing out of your eye first so you can see clearly because you know what? The speck in the other person's eye is really not that big. It's just the way you were looking at it. Okay. Wow. So wait a minute. Because I have something in my eye is distorting my view of what you got in your eye. Mm-hmm. So before I come to get that out of your eye, I have to deal with the speck in my eye. And I might realize if I get the plank out of my eye, yours problem isn't that bad. Right. Amen. Why would someone get upset because, man, you put too much salt in the spaghetti? People do. But you know what? There, he's a, the man is probably upset about that because really it's the plank in his eye. He's just upset about all, a bunch of things. And then you're thinking, why are you so upset about salt? Amen. Well, it's not really the salt. Right, right, right. It's all this other stuff that has him distorted because he's like this, and he's trying to say, you always do that. I got to get that out of your eye, not realizing that you're just angry, you're disappointed, some kind of way she appointed, she disappointed you. Some, she said something you didn't like. She might have responded the way you didn't like. See what I'm saying? Uh-huh. 
So in relationship, communication is so important because what happens is, and honesty, but it, the reason why people can't take honesty is because of the way you give it. Amen. That's too honest. Or that's honest with no lubrication, I mean. <laughs> Don't just cram the honest in me. That's so gross, but I'm sorry. That's how my mind works. Yeah, come on now. Help me out. Don't just hit me in the nose with honesty. Put a boxing glove on first. Soften it some. All right. I'm going to show you why we need to do that in a minute. But he says, listen, first deal with you, and then you will see clearly, and then you help them. See, he's saying you can judge, meaning you can evaluate. Amen. He's saying just don't condemn. Amen. Only God does that. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You guys glad I'm back? Amen. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm on. Can we go on to the next one? I don't know. Where are we going? Romans 10. Oh, go to Romans. Romans 14, 10. Whatever Auntie said, we'll <laughs> go there. <laughs> <laughs> You so, so hold on, so, okay. so think about it. <laughs> I pick on America a lot, because America now, you know, it's a lot of flags up, 4th of July, and I, and I go, yeah, you know, I love America, and America makes me sick. Amen. In America, there's two, two forms of thinking. One is, everything is okay. Just let everything happen. Let everybody be the way they need to be. Let everybody do what they want to do. And now they're making us say, you got you to gotta be okay with it. Just be okay with this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm not really okay with that, but I don't hate anybody. But don't try to make me okay with it. Right. But then the other spectrum is the internet has allowed us to be evil. Yes, it has. Haters have hatred towards others. And here's the beauty of it. You can be as hateful as you want to be and not to no one's face. Yes, yes. So here it is in, in relationships. Two forms of opinion. In order to come to conclusions, and you know what? You might have to agree to disagree, but you can still agree because you can agree to that and then make peace in that. Amen. So it's like if one spectrum is like, you know what, this is totally not the way it should go, and I don't like this, this other spectrum is, no, it's okay, it's not that bad. And, 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 and it's got to come to some happy medium before it gets to the place of just, you think everything is okay, well, you just think everything is so this and so that. It's got to be some middle ground. you got to work towards that. In, in, in all relations, marriages, friendships, family, and you know, all. Because sometimes we're not going to agree. So let's agree to disagree, but we can agree that we disagree, but we can come to peace. Amen. Amen. And don't try to make me agree. Amen. Amen. And if I need to agree, God will definitely tell me I need to agree. Amen. See, because a lot of times when you got a plank in your eye, it's really you just saying, no, you just got to think my way. And he said, get the plank out of your eye first so you can see their thought, you can see their side of it. I can't see your side with a big, one of my eyes are distorted. See, because at the beginning, I want to get this 
big old plank out of your eye because it's looming bigger than mine. But if I stop it, go, no. Even though you did that, I have to look at it from an approach of, okay, I got my issues. So before I get on you about that, because I'm going to do it, I have to remember something. What kind of guy I am and how God has to forgive me. Amen. Amen. And how God can easily judge and condemn me, so I can't judge and condemn you, no matter what you've done. Boy, you did something bad. Some kind of way, I got to see my issue larger than yours, even though society says your issue is really big. Mm -hmm. But God is saying, no, they're both big. Because you might not have done that, but oh, you do this. Right. And in society, they'll say, well, that's way worse than that. But God was saying, no, they're both bad. Amen. So before you judge or form an opinion, criticize, or evaluate, make sure you don't condemn, punish, cause pain. Amen. Amen. All right, all right. This is why, Auntie, Romans 14.10 says what? You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? He's saying, why do you, why, okay, so why do you judge your brothers and sisters so much? It says, or why do you think that you're better than them? Hmm. That's what the actual text says. Yeah. It says, we will all stand before God. He's going to judge us all. Yes. So people are always quick to find something in someone else. Mm -hmm. Oh, let a pastor fall. It's all over the news. It's everywhere. Let's see if he's a big name. And then, oh, now it's like, and it's like, you know what? But people do it all the time. Members do it all the time. But, oh, don't let no pastor do it because it's like, oh, that's, that's. And you know what? Pastors are held, held to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. But, man, if you ever forget that they're just human like you, that's right. I've never condemned a pastor who's fallen. I don't care what he's done. Because you know what I do? If you don't shower, you're going to stink too. And if you don't have the right people around you, and if you don't have the right circumstance, it can happen. Eh? The Bible says don't judge considering yourself. It can happen to you. That's right. So he's saying, now, why do you judge your brothers and sisters? He's saying, but see, this is how you do it. You do it like you're better than them. You don't judge the right way. You don't evaluate it right. You evaluate it like you're better. Mm -hmm. And they know what in relationships, someone always has to win. Huh? Mm -hmm. Come on. Mm -hmm. I want to win. This argument right here, I am going to win. This misunderstanding, I am going to win because my way is the right way. <laughs> and if they don't agree oh boy there will be no peace so quiet <laughs> it's, it's, it's like man, it, it, it's like I know because I in this moment I am better he's saying why do you see you judge but you judge a certain way you just thinking you're better, forgetting that all of us are going to be judged, auntie. 
For we all will stand before God's judgment seat. Every one of us will give an account to yes. the life that he's given you. Yes. Now, Jesus has covered your sin, mm -hmm. but you're still going to give an account for your life. That's right. What did you do with the life I gave you? That's right. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Verse 11. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will acknowledge God. See, he's saying, listen, everybody who don't believe in God, who's saying, all oh, that's a bunch of crap, uh, you get away from me with that, everybody who's saying that stuff, they're going to bow. Amen. Amen. Jesus. They're going to bow. Everybody, I'm glad. See, everybody's going to bow. And it says, verse 12 says, so each of us will have to explain to God about the things we do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Verse 13 says what, Auntie? Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. He says, so listen, don't be judging anybody to punish them or condemn them because you could be affecting their faith. A lot of people hate church. You know why? Because they got judged. That's right. Yeah, amen. Because they came in the door and they might not have been dressed right or they might not have had on the right stuff or they might have had on too much makeup or they might have had on the wrong earrings, or they might have came in a certain way, or they might have came in with a shirt with a with, with butt wiser on it, or you might, and then the people began to judge them, and, or, or they know what, they might have made a mistake, and the church never forgave them for it. And then people, I mean, so many people who go, man, I used to go to church, but oh, church let me down. They're so judgmental, and they're so, uh, they think they're so much better. And I go, it's hard to argue with that. That really has become church. And then, and, then it, and then we bombard people with denominational thought. Yeah. And that brings con condemnation. And that brings judgment. It makes people feel bad. Yes, it does. He's saying, well, be careful when you're judging people because, you know, it, it, if you do that, you, you're judging to cause them a problem. You want them to hurt. You want them to feel so bad because of what they did. Sad. Yes, it is. It, 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 it. How you judge someone is so important. But I need you to help me see what I can't see. You need me to help you see what you can't see. But I have to do it so carefully, so gently, considering my own problems as I'm looking at yours. See, I'm diagnosing you, but I've diagnosed myself. So now I'm qualified to say, oh, well, we might need to fix that. You know why? Because not because I don't love you, not because it's the end of the world, not because you're a horrible person. Because you know what? You can't get that out of your eye. Let me help you. You don't have no mirror. So if you look at Matthew 7, 6, it says, don't give something that is holy to dogs. They will only turn and hurt you. And don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will only step on them. And I go, what the heck does that mean? Are you, Jesus, are you calling people dogs and pigs? That's kind of judging. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus says, don't judge. Then he calls people dogs and pigs. 
He's saying, listen, don't throw something to dogs that's not edible. Because if you keep doing that after a while, because you got to remember, dogs were just starting to be domesticated. They were wild. And so you, took, you got a wild dog, and now you're feeding the dog, letting them know, I'm your friend. He says, you keep throwing stuff they can't eat, they're going to eat you. They're going to find that you might be edible. It's like trying to domesticate a wolf. You run out of food, you might be the food. He's saying, don't criticize someone where it's not edible because what are they going to do? They're going to cuss you out. They're going to be so upset with you. If you come at me and tell me something wrong, you got a problem. I know how I am. What? Who you talking to? I will kick you in your stomach. I got a problem kicking people in the stomach. Because you won't see it coming. You won't think I'll do that. And it's like, man, see, see, we have to be careful when you just, when you keep throwing stuff that, and a dog can't digest it, he's going to turn back. So when you go to criticize someone and you throw them something they can't digest, hallelujah, yeah. they're going to eat you. And then he goes, don't throw pearls to pigs. What is pearls? It's the gospel. Don't, see, a pig's going to just, he's not gonna, a pig's going to smell it and realize he can't eat it. They can't use it. Know what pigs are saying? Give me something that's useful. If they get something that's not useful, they just don't trample over it. It don't make any, it don't make any, see, that's trying to tell somebody about the gospel who don't care nothing about the gospel. Right, right. All they're thinking is, what will it do for me? How will it help me? If it don't help me, get it out of here. I don't want it. He's saying, don't give bad stuff to dogs. Don't give pearls to pigs. Jesus, you said don't judge and you're calling people He's like, yes, because I've evaluated them after I've got the beam out of my eye and I realize you're a dog, you're a pig, Amen. but don't judge anybody. <laughs> don't condemn anyone. But I've evaluated it. You following me? It's so quiet in here. <laughs> So next time you get ready to tell someone that they're not right, tell them, because they can't see it. They're like, oh, shoot, something's in my eye. Oh, man. First thing you do when something goes in your eye, you grab it. Ugh. Stupid. And I, I get upset every time. Stupid. And I'm like, man, I can't get it out. Can't get it out. Courtney, you see this? Let's try to get it out. It's got to be something in there. Look. Courtney can't see. I don't see anything. Get, get out of here. Julian, what do you got? He's looking. Oh, that's a waste of time, Julian, playing video games. And it's like, so you go in the mirror, and then you're trying to get it out. But I, I, I'm so cloudy, I can't get it out. But the right person can come, and they can see that, and they can go, oh, I see it. Hold on, beast. And what do they do? They calm you down. Hold on a second. I see it. I'm looking right at it. Calm down, big baby. <laughs> See, because when you got something in your eye, it's burning, it's huge, but then you look at it, you're like, it's just a little piece of hair. Your eyelash. Let me get it out. And you're like, I'll get it out. <laughs> but I'm, don't pull out some tweezers. Right. You need to do it very carefully. Calming them down the whole time. Yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I go, okay, God, I'm not going to shut up in that area. 
Because through my, my victories and my failures, I can help people in relationships. That's right. I'm like, but that's cruel. And then what comes to mind, and I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Jesus tells Peter, Peter, you're going to be martyred for me. You're going to die, and it's not going to be good. Peter goes, oh, shoot. Well, what about John? And then Jesus goes, don't worry about John. I'm only talking about you. So Jesus is telling me, and I'm like, yeah, but look what happened to me. Yeah, but so, so what, what? No, don't worry about what happened to others. Amen. Mm -hmm. The disciples walked past the man, and, and he was blind, and, and, the, and the disciples went to Jesus and says, why is he blind? What happened that made him blind? Is, did his family sin? Did his mother, father? What, what, something happened to make him this way, and Jesus went, no, nothing happened. He's that way for the glory of God. Yes. So I'm like, God, so you're saying you're going to you get glory out of my bad situations. Yes. But what about, don't worry about them. I'm talking about you. So you can shut up and never talk about it, but you'll never be the person I want you. This is God talking to me. You'll never be the, the person I want you to be to help others because you refuse to in that area. And he's like, that's taking power away from me. And you claim you got this gift that I gave you, so use it. Are you worried about what people think? No, they can, people can, I can't say that in church. So what's the problem? Well, I, I've shelved it. I, I've stifled myself. God, forgive me. And I repent. Because it's through my pain, it's through my, my failures, and through my uh, 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 situations, I can help other people avoid it. Amen. So be it. Amen. Come on up. Hallelujah. Three minutes to spare. So you know what? can judge you. You need my help, I'll judge you. But I'm going to judge you so carefully and so, so calmly and so gently. But you need me to help you get that out. And then it's like, you can judge me, but you, you better come to me. To, you better be gently. Don't you bring a hammer and nail to get some out of my eye. So before you spot something wrong in someone you love, Because you've evaluated it. Make sure you're just evaluating it. You're not condemning it. Make sure you, you are criticizing it, but you're not crushing them. You're not trying to inflict pain. You're not trying to punish. And then very carefully, very gently, begin to remove that out of the eye, realizing this thing in your eye is nothing compared to what's in my eye. It'll help you. 
Father, I give you glory and praise, and I thank you, Lord, for just your presence today. I thank you for all these people who are who made their way out. They can be anywhere today. They can be camping, or they can be up north, or they can be in, on the lakes or on the beach somewhere. But, Lord, we're here. And I'm asking and praying, Lord, that you bless everyone here today, especially, but then bless everyone that's a part of our ministry that aren't here. So, Lord, today I ask and pray that you forgive me again. And, Lord, I do repent. And, Lord, I say that you speak every word in this house that needs to be spoken. Don't ever let me block it. And I pray you will continue to bless them, despite me, despite me. Continue to feed them, continue to nurture them, continue to help them develop who they are. So, Lord, that we can be more like Jesus. So, Lord, today I speak life, I speak peace, I speak love, I speak unity. And, Lord, I pray right now for everything that we have need of. Lord, I know you know what we have need of. And I'm asking and praying, Lord, that you will let us continue to abide in you as you abide in us. And all glory will be yours in Jesus' name. Amen.